0: Hello, dear listeners, and thanks for tuning in to the behind-the-scenes episode for The Story Symphony, where you'll get to hear from the writers and actors and how we brought this podcast to life. I'm Adrian, the creator of this podcast, and with the extreme lockdown measures currently in place to deal with COVID-19 in Melbourne, I've really got nothing better to do other than to pump out some extra content for you. So, here goes. Now, I had the idea for The Story Symphony, while I was reminiscing about the mostly, good old days of high school, thinking about a warm-up exercise called round-robin storytelling that we'd often do in drama class or public speaking. The idea is that a group of participants take turns contributing to a story. One person starts off, but then after a certain amount of time has elapsed, it then goes to the next person to pick up from where the previous person left off. Now, I happened to be listening to a fiction podcast at the time and then suddenly thought, why not combine these two things? so with absolutely no prior experience in audio engineering i embarked upon a mad quest to put together a round robin storytelling podcast to say it's been an interesting experience would be a massive understatement and there's no way i'd have been able to come even close to putting this podcast together without the support of the incredible team of writers and actors that i've somehow managed to assemble it really is a motley crew of creatives that i've met here and there there's Sam Peterson, writer of Chapter 6, and also the voice behind Paul. He's the host of Confessions of the Idiots and a notable filmmaker and producer in Melbourne. But more importantly, my oldest and dearest friend in the whole wide world. We've been doing creative stuff together since primary school, and Sam used to direct plays, make short films, and shows for community television, and I'd always be involved. And now the tables have turned, and it's him being in one of my projects.
1: I've been friends with Adrian for as long as I can remember, and that that is a long time. That's not just because I can't remember anything since the age of 26 or so. That No, I, I do. I've been friends with Adrian for a long time. and When he came to me with the idea of the story Symphony, I thought it sounded like such a great idea and not something that people do. Different writers getting the chance to actually structure the story themselves. So it was really interesting and I was on board straight away and excited to start it. You know, you get to read... The, the last week's uh, story, the, the chapter, and then you just go with with whatever ideas you had. And I found it really interesting to kind of pick it apart and go where I thought the story should go next. And you know then it was up to someone else to kind of try and read what I wrote, decipher that, and then go from there. So I found it all really exciting and, and picking apart the story and getting invested in the characters. And it was amazing to hear it all come to life.
0: Then there's Martin Dittman, who wrote chapter four. When I was studying at the University of Melbourne, he was actually the editor of Farrago which is the student magazine there. And he edited dozens of articles of mine. So again, another case of tables being turned. Here's what he had to say.
2: I've known Adrian for a few years now. We met at the student magazine, at Melbourne Uni. And last year we discovered that we worked in the same office building. And we had lunch a few times. And he told me about this really cool podcast he was thinking of doing which was a serial podcast, different person, writing each episode. It seemed really cool. Suggested I do an episode. I went, oh, you know, I haven't done creative writing in such a long time. More for news writer. I don't know if I'll be any good. Anyway, kept talking, kept talking. And eventually I agreed to do it. And it was a lot of fun. It was It was an interesting process, definitely. Having mm. someone write the episode before you and after you, it was kind of difficult to predict, but that was part of what made it so awesome, is that you saw it go in really different directions.
0: Now I've always had a bad habit of leaving stories half finished, so maybe my subconscious just liked the idea of starting yet another story and then handballing the responsibility of finishing it to somebody else. Nevertheless, it was quite a big task making sure that the storyline was still making sense between chapters. There were a few instances where I uncovered glaring plot holes while in the midst of recording and had to furiously edit scripts on the spot. Here's Daniel Hugesloot on how he found the process of writing chapter 3.
3: I always loved doing those drawings where you fold a piece of paper into like five sections and the first person draws the head and the second person draws the torso and etc. Doing the story symphony was kind of like that and it was a lot of fun. You know, when I read the first two chapters, I thought it was a bit daunting and
0: I thought I wouldn't
3: know what to write next for mine, but it actually came pretty easily and was definitely a very interesting exercise that I'd love to do again.
0: Next, we have Rebecca Huang, writer of Chapter 5.
4: Part of me misses writing poetry and short stories during uni, I didn't realize how much I needed a creative project until this came along. I was at a cafe enjoying chapter 4 and thinking, I don't know who this writer is, but I adore their imagination. I enjoyed writing about Kyle's relationship with others and with himself, his feelings of confusion, fear, betrayal. I'm also a foodie who enjoys pastries way too often, so I definitely had fun peppering the story with minor references to food. I'm super proud of Adrian taking this idea, executing and bringing it to life and connecting a bunch of strangers who are into storytelling. And now we're all a part of the Story Symphony family. In hindsight, releasing the podcast now is actually not about escape away from today's difficult, bizarre reality to the year 2049, where Melbourne's actually doing really well and we're all indulging in our negative calorie mud cakes.
0: And here's Abby Hayes, writer of Chapter 7.
4: I found the process of writing my chapter to be unlike anything I'd ever done before. It required close attention to detail to ensure I didn't contradict the writers who came before me while I created some kind of path for the writer who came next. Writing the second last chapter meant I needed to wrap up some huge concepts, and usually when you're halfway through reading a story, you aren't the one responsible for answering your own questions about the premise and plot.
0: Now writing each chapter comes with its own unique challenges. For example, when writing the first chapter, I had to build a world and develop characters without being too specific or prescriptive and risk forcing subsequent writers down a predefined path. And then there's the second chapter, which is the one where the rubber really hits the road and the writer has to choose a direction for the story. And needless to say, the final writer has the unenviable task of tying up all the loose ends. The process of making a world and then sitting back and observing what people do with it is really quite unique. Angus said a great way of putting it, it's almost like playing God, although I think I might be overselling myself just a little bit by deifying myself. As for producing the story symphony, well, like I said, this was my very first foray into audio engineering, so it was quite a monumental task. And the onslaught of the coronavirus pandemic right at the beginning of the production really threw an early spanner in the works because I wasn't able to get actors in a studio together to record lines. But somehow, with video calling, a bit of hard work and a lot of luck, I think we made it work. This is Angus Brown, writer of Chapter 8, and you'll, of course, recognise his voice as the narrator of the podcast.
3: I wanted to be a part of the story symphony because Adrian pitched it to me probably about a year ago uh, in in one of the more interesting ways that I've ever had a project pitched, which was, I've got this great idea for a narrative podcast where no one knows what's happening, um, which I find brilliant and exciting. Uh, and he, he followed that up by asking if I wanted to write the final episode of the, the series, which I thought would be a great challenge. And it was. Um, and I found the whole process pretty easy to be honest Uh, for something that could have gone so pear-shaped with so so many cooks in the kitchen and so many opportunities for the story to to devolve into something ridiculous or to to take a left turn we couldn't get out of and to have the pandemic hit in the middle of recording or or not even the middle really the beginning of recording was pretty uh detrimental (laughs) in theory but it came together so well uh I'd say 99% of the the stuff that you hear in the podcast was recorded uh, by different people in different houses at different times on different equipment using different microphones, which um, if you've never recorded anything, you, you may not realize is the absolute worst way to record audio that you can possibly imagine. And somehow Adrian made it work. The conversations you hear bouncing back and forth when you have all the main characters in a room—you've got Al and Apollo and Kyle and and everyone bouncing everything back—all of that happened at different places at different times, and it should have been a disaster, to be honest. And I think if there was a lesser uh, captain at the helm, it would have been. Uh, but it—it it turned out to be a dream, and catching up with the rest of the cast and the other writers. After it was all said and done, everyone had the same feedback. I think we we're all feeling pretty excited and, and pretty lucky to find ourselves on board with such a, a unique and, uh, and fun and successful project. You know, that's that's the great unknown in these things. You can get great people together in a room uh, or not, as this case was, and you can get great ideas flying around and still the, the finished project may
0: not work out how you want. Next, we have the one and only Maddie Tires, who voiced Vanessa.
5: It was one of the best projects I've worked on in a very long time. It was so much fun collaborating with Adrian and all the amazing writers who uh, worked together to create this incredible piece. Um, I just loved it. Being Vanessa was such a fun uh, journey as an actor to kind of, I suppose, not know where she was going to go each episode and then to sort of see the dramatic kind of uh, twist that her character took in in her story arc toward the end of the series um, was just so much fun to go on. Uh, all the writers were amazing. I loved each and every one of their takes on the story. Um, it, working with the other, uh, the vo- voiceover artists, Angus, uh, Tess, Jimmy, um, Sammy, Adrian. Uh, it's just been an absolute joy. Um, I'm really excited to see if a second series kicks off. I, I very much think there is so much potential for this story to keep going and to keep growing. I really want to know where where Vanessa goes. Um, and uh, yeah, absolute joy to work on. And it's just really cool to have a podcast to listen to that is um, a fiction podcast, basically. Um, one that is a story like you're listening to someone read a book to you. Um, so yeah, I really hope that um, a second series is on its way and uh, I hope you guys tune into it. Thank you.
0: Here's Jimmy James Eaton, the voice behind both chummy old Al and the villainous John Hillard.
3: Usually when I make weird voices, the neighbours complain and sometimes call the police. However, thanks to the story symphony experience, I was able to make a multitude of funny voices for some awesome characters and no police were called. Win-win. I highly recommend doing it and I would definitely do it again and you should too. Uh, That is, uh, if you've already done it once, you could do it again. You can't do it again if you haven't done it the first time. That's basic maths, people, and this is not basic maths. This is great entertainment. The Story Symphony, check it out for a second time if you've checked it out already. Go maths.
0: And finally, the incredible Tess McCaig, who voiced Laura and Katrina Apollo.
3: I
6: play two very different characters on the podcast, Laura and Apollo. Laura is very caring and delicate and intelligent and Apollo is actually an old woman which was really cool to play I can't say I've ever played an old woman um and she works in a car garage and she has this real grit and grunt about her that comes through in her character which I really love from the moment Adrian contacted me about the project I was so intrigued. Um, I had never heard anything like this before being created. I thought it was very ambitious and very cool. I'm really proud of everyone who was involved and I think it's a real credit to Adrian for his ability to weave in together so much individuality and creativity from having a different writer each episode and having all these different actors on board to bring that all together and weave it all together in a story that did work concurrently and did make sense but had so many twists and turns along the way I think that is masterful magic
0: Last, but definitely not least, is our gripping artwork from the logo to the individual chapter covers. Now I've absolutely no eye for design whatsoever, so let me throw to Leanne Miyako, our creative lead and the writer of Chapter 2. Hi,
7: my name is Leanne and I wrote Chapter 2, Static. Apart from writing some Doctor Who fanfiction, I'd not written a lot in my time, so it was a little tricky to get started on Chapter 2. But because of the format of the podcast, it meant that I didn't really have to think about the big climax of the story, just a little one for my chapter. You may have also heard my name being mentioned at the end of every episode. It was my pleasure to get to read each chapter before you guys heard it and to create an image to represent the chapter. This got a little tricky as it couldn't be too spoilery, but the design challenge was great for me, especially as we entered lockdown. Keen-eyed listeners may have also noticed that the colours used in the images are the colours of the pencil in the logo. I also really loved making a cheeky cameo as Martina the barista back in episode one. Maybe that will be my next calling. Who knows?
0: Well, that's it from us. But what did you think of the first season of The Story Symphony? We'd love to hear from you, so reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and stay tuned for more to come. And of course, thanks for listening to The Story Symphony.